0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. Presence of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed is the name of the Lord. Blessed is the name of the Lord forevermore. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated in your place. Something happened this morning. Service. A, a, a spiritual bomb went off this morning. And we're still uh, enjoying the residue of that explosion that happened here in the first service. Get your Bibles, church. And I, let me tell you what I'm how I'm going to conclude the sermon today. I'm going to break all rules of homiletics and i'm going to tell you what the conclusion is that way you'll know where we're headed just leave some space in your notes because i want you to leave here with four things that i think are vitally important for you to know four things i'll highlight them at the end four elements four nuggets four little pieces of information four insights four stirrings however you want to title it four things that will help you to know that god's got your back I want to preach on that theme today. God has your back. You have met people in your life that told you, don't worry, I got you. And yeah, they got you. You've had situations in your journey where you thought you were well protected, well guarded, only to discover that that was just talk, no action. But I want to use as a reference point today the biblical narrative found in the book of Exodus. In chapter... uh, 14, to just share with you and glean from that text four things that I think you need to know today. You need to leave here today knowing these four things. I'll get to them at the end. And the the reading is very powerful because, you know, life is filled, our journey is filled with uh, cycles of ups and cycles of down. A nice Sunday word for that would be vicissitudes, ups and downs. And no matter what you do in life, no matter what resources you plug into, no matter how many Bible verses you repeat and how many times you come to church, there's always, there are always going to be a cycle of ups and downs. And if you're like me, I wish all of life was about the cycles when they go up, when there's blessing and prosperity and everything is just hunky-dory. Uh, But the reality is, because we can say that and partially lie to you by telling you, yes, everything is going to be fantastic. But true integrity and true uh, service unto the Lord, and for those of you you here that exercise some level of leadership, true leadership is not found when things are wonderful. Really, what you are made of doesn't rise to the surface when you're in the middle of blessings, It is when the trying times come. It is when the doctor gives a bad report. It is when you've tried in relationship to remedy a situation and the cycle keeps coming back. It's when you try to get rid of that low self-esteem, the feeling of guilt. The moments of depression or that mistake that you made a while ago that still feels like it's a mistake right now when you're suffering the consequences. It is really at those moments when you need to be able to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God has your back. We become convinced that God is blessing everyone else more than he's blessing me. We, we get so down and worn down by... The bad news and the calamities or even the unfamiliar places, you will see in the text, that I find myself, this unfamiliar territory, we become so convinced that God has forgotten us and he has left us all alone. See, the the, the enemy would not attack you when you're in a group. The enemy will try and get you away from the group to get you alone when nobody's watching to then consume you. Come on, say hallelujah if you can. We become persuaded that our, our enemies are actually advancing with their ultimate plan of killing us. Whether it's sickness, whether it's cancer, whether it's whatever it might be, whether it's the depression, whether it's the incorrigible children, whether it's the, the marriage going awry, whether it's my own uh, destructive, uh, uh, intricate behavior of my emotions. Become convinced that uh, the enemy is actually winning the battle. And yes, 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 we pray. And we pray, and, but we're left oftentimes either in the same situation or worse. And then when we've been at this walk for a while, we can put up a great front and look our Sunday best on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and fool people to believe that I am really okay, even when we tell them we're okay. But what they don't see is they are not able to peer behind the veneer of what we put in the front and see the debris and the toxicity that is residing beyond what they're able to see. In fact, it gets so bad that we get lonely. We feel isolated because that's what the enemy wants. And we even get to a place where we start questioning even God if he's really interested in our plight, if he really cares, if he really loves us. In fact, the feelings of of being left vulnerable and being unprotected become uh, too real to ignore as we continue down this downward spiral. It seems like there's no end. There's no bottom to the pit that we're falling in, and we've done everything, checked off all the boxes that are supposed to get me out, believed and named it and claimed it and blabbed it and grabbed it. But I'm still floating downward. I feel better for a minute or two, or a weekend, or a Sunday. But then I have six other days to deal with the debris that is left by my bad decisions and by the attacks of the enemy surrounding us all the time. I want you to follow me today as I read this story. And I'll read it and then I'll get to the four points because I want you to head up to the altar and run as fast as you can when I'm done. Because I believe this is not just a regular sermon. I believe there's a prophetic edge to what I'm going to share with you today. Hallelujah. The text says in the NIV, Exodus 14, 13 to 20. Mark that down, mark that down, mark that down. Underline it as we go through this. And then I'll get to my four points. Moses answered the people. Do not be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. Say today with me. The Egyptians, you will see today You will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Verse 17. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh. I don't know if you ever stumbled on a piece of scripture. But that phrase there. Let, look, let me read that phrase again in the second part of verse 17. It says, I will gain glory through Pharaoh. Pharaoh is a type of devil, demon, destruction, negativity. And it's saying that the God is saying, I'm going to glorify myself through that. I don't know about you, but that sounds kind of strange to me. But let me explain to you what that means. It doesn't mean that God is going to use, is using your enemies to teach you a lesson. It isn't that God is using them to get glory. God doesn't get glory by demonic things and things of darkness. What he's saying there is God's going to take the actions, the will, the resolve, the tenacity that the enemy has against you. And he's going to, tr- I read somewhere in scripture that what people intend for your harm, God turns it around for your good. Come on, now, hallelujah. So what it's saying there is, yes, the enemy is intending one thing and it looks like destruction. It looks like the enemy's one. It looks like Pharaoh is having his day. But I want to tell you today prophetically that God is taking the intent of the enemy and turning it around for your good, for your good, for your good, for your good. Come on, praise the Lord and, and celebrate God's goodness today. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I'm going to blow up in a second. I'm going to blow up in a second. Hallelujah. It looks like it's destruction. Oh, no, no, but God's just getting ready to turn it around, turn it around turn it around. That sickness is not going to kill you. That problem is not going to end your life. That depression is not going to do you under. The plan of the enemy will be turned. That's the greatness of God. That he can take a negative and make it into a positive. He can make destructive forces and make you better and stronger and bigger than before. Come on. Say hallelujah. Clap your hands. Do something. I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his armies army through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. The angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew. I love this. Who took the chairs away from me? i, I got to sit down for me. Listen to this. i am got to get back to the text. The people of Israel were in a place that was unfamiliar to them. If they were going to run to safety, they did not know which way to run. You ever been there? They did not know they were in the wilderness. All they knew that there was protection in front of them and protection of the Lord over their lives and a promise of God. That's all they knew. They knew they didn't know where to go. You ever felt that way in life? I don't know whether to go straight back, forward, I don't know to go up or down. I'm just like kind of stuck. Hallelujah. The Bible says, we just saw it The Bible says that God all of a sudden switched roles. He was in front of them. But all of a sudden, you continue reading it. All of a sudden, he switched roles and he went behind them. And the people of Israel were not aware of this transition, of this repositioning of God over their lives. Well, let me explain to you for a moment. Because as they're journeying through this moment of uncertainty, this moment of sure destruction because Pharaoh was after them. They could hear the clapping of the horse's shoes on the ground. They can feel the dust surrounding them of the enemy coming. They can feel the back of their hair creeping up as the enemy was coming. But God switched it around. Oh Listen to me. I want to speak to you prophetically. That problem, God is switching it around. That problem with your kid, your daughter, your wife, your, your marriage, whatever. That, God is switching it around. Those sleepless nights, all of a sudden, you're going to sleep peacefully when you get home tonight. That situation that looks like it's going to kill you, God is switching it around and you didn't even know it. But watch this. God was before them to be their guide. But because they were in danger, now God goes behind them to be their protector. God has guided you through your path, your walk of faith guiding you to the next level of your relationship with god the next place of your discovery of his light over your life the next place of your faith being strengthened he's been guiding you taking you by the hand but god now is switching and going behind you because you don't even realize how fierce the enemy is behind you so he needs to stop for a moment from being your guide and shining the light to get behind you and protect you because what's behind you is going to try to kill you come on praise the lord with me for a moment Wait, 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 wait. I'll I'll read it, but the text says, this text says, that what appeared to be light to the people of Israel in front of them now looks like darkness to the enemy behind them. What was shining the light of guidance And being the power of protection before the people of Israel. All of a sudden, this same force, this same entity, this same God, this same deity, represented through this angel, all of a sudden, not only becomes the blessing for the people of Israel, but a mighty force to deal with for the enemy that was behind them. What am I telling you? This God that blesses you, it's like a mom. Don't ever get a mom upset about her baby. She'll be good to you. You say, what a cute baby. She'll laugh with you as well. And she'll say, you know, wow, you have her dressed so nicely. She'll, thank you so much. But the minute she perceives you're doing something to that baby that's not correct, she's going to kill you. Mothers, you can say hello. Hello. God has this fierce thing inside of him. That he's going to guide you. He guided you through 2016, guided you through 2017. You made it through this. This is July. You've made it. You're going to make it through this year. God is guiding you. But there's an enemy that is relentless in trying to destroy you and kill you, make you lose your mind, make you lose your family, make you lose your situation, your job, all the things that you want in the future. He's trying to make you lose all of that. Destroy it. But I want to tell you that God has switched places now. He's behind you. And that blessing that is before you becomes the stumbling block for the enemy behind you. Praise God for God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord forevermore. The angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, verse 19, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved in front and stood behind them coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel through the night, God does His work, best work through the night. Through the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side <laughs> and light to the other side. You know how how, how much God wants your, uh, God has your back. That on the front side facing the problem, you might feel isolated, insignificant, small. I can't make it. I don't have the strength. Oh me, oh my. God is trying to prove something to people by badgering me, which is not true, but we think ourselves, oh my goodness, he loves other people. We might make ourselves so small, but when God is protecting you, the enemy that's behind you, because he's seeing you through the angel, through the provision and protection of God, he sees you as the mighty giant. Can you believe that? He sees you as this force that cannot be reckoned with. Uh, I read a verse in scripture that greater is he, you read it too, than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. So to you, I might not look like anything, but to the demonic forces and powers of darkness, I am a super big green giant that's standing there conquering the world. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Through the night. Three things. God is behind, is behind you today. You thought he was a hell... And he was, but now he's behind you, uh, protecting you. The light shining on your side of the battle is actually darkness to the enemies behind you. God's light always shines during your darkest moment. And it's so true. They didn't know. They thought it might have been over. But let me share with you four things that come out of this text and then I'm going to call you up. I'm almost done. Today is not going to be an hour and a half sermon. Four things. Ready? Four things are found in the opening verses. The first thing is, You need to shake yourself from the paralyzing fear. Shake yourself. Come on. Come on. This paralyzing fear is not just being timid or being insecure. Those are emotive reactions to things that you conjure up in your mind whether they're real or not real. Fear is paralyzing fear. That's what it's talking about there. You're not, moving for, you're not moving forward, backward, anyway. You're just stuck. You ever felt stuck? You're stuck. We need to shake yourself from that paralyzing fear. Paralyzing fear stops you from doing anything. You can't sleep, you can't eat, or you can sleep and you can eat. Because some people get nervous, anxious, and they can't sleep and they can't eat. Some people get nervous and anxious, and all they could do is sleep and eat. You have these out-of-the-normal reactions to things. You need to shake that paralyzing fear off of you no one else can. he said it right there in the text he says in this in this text do not be afraid Amen. tell the people that tell the people that be convinced do not be afraid there's going to be things that might impact you one way or another. you might be concerned that you're going to fall back to your previous behaviors you're going to fall back to thinking well every time in the past i've ended up going back to what i try to get away from before shake yourself from the paralyzing fear Stop talking about your limitations and start start talking about your possibilities in God. Remove from your vocabulary, your nomenclature, I can't. And start saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. 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 We too often disqualify ourselves. We too often truncate our future simply because we can't shake paralyzing fear from us. We don't go to school because I don't test well. I, I, I can't move forward because I'm afraid of what's going to happen. I don't go to the doctor because of needles or whatever it might be. Shake yourself from the paralyzing fear. Shake it. Nobody else can do it from you. No one can put you in the oven of bra- getting fear or uh, paralyzing fear from you. You just need to get to a place where you stop fearing. Let me, let, me, let me tell you, God's not out to get you. I've said this before. I want to say it again. God's teaching me a lesson. That's not even biblical. Those are things that placate our own insecurities, but don't speak the heart of God. God knows you better than you know yourself. Let me explain to you something that I've discovered. I haven't shared it here in this church ever, but I'm going to share it right now. God is omniscient. Omniscient is an attribute of God that simply says that God knows everything about everyone at the same time, and he doesn't get confused. Omniscience. Omni means all. Omniscient, the, the second part of that the compound word, means science or knowledge or data or information. So God is all-knowing. So when it comes to you and me, there are no secrets between you and God. You might fool yourself to think, oh, don't pray that because I don't want God to know. He got your number. <laughs> and mine too. So Omniscient says that God knows all about every single one of us here and the people listening to us over there in Berkhamsted, United Kingdom, you too. He knows everything about us yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Now, you and I, because we're not God, we are very well aware of what we did yesterday. The good, the bad, and you finish the declaration. You're very, you're very knowledgeable of what you've done today. The day is very young, right? It's still midday. But even this day, you've done things which are good, bad, bad. Will you finish the term? With regard to tomorrow, you don't really know because we haven't gotten there yet. In fact, the Bible says, I've read a scripture where the Bible says that tomorrow is promised to no one. No one. That's in God's hands. But God is omniscient. So he knows all things, every single person here, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, everything. He knows everything past, present and future. I'm getting somewhere with this. Stop saying that God doesn't love you because God is omniscient so he loves you even with what you did. He loves you even with what you're doing. He loves you even with what you're going to do. There's no qualification of great behavior or good behavior for you to appease this mighty God sitting up there in heaven. He loves you when you're lovable No, let me change that. He loves us when we are lovable, and he loves us when we're unlovable. You ever met some unlovable people? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, look at the person sitting in your seat right now and tell them, I've met some unlovable people. No, no, wait, wait, you're not listening to me. I didn't say the person next to you. I said the person sitting in your seat. Oh yeah because we're good real good preaching to sister brother so-and-so next to me look down the aisle and say you know no but to yourself i heard a preacher do that this week and i thought it was a good let me give credit yourself good preaching is not how you hand it out to other people good preaching is how you apply it to yourself transformation doesn't doesn't happen when you say this is for you and that you should have been there because that message was for you no no transformation is that was God piercing my heart that was God making me uncomfortable that was God putting me up against the corner and making me want to change come on give a clap offering to the Lord today (laughs) hallelujah shake yourself from the paralysis shake yourself from the fear let fear no longer be your companion number two stand so the first one is shake the second one is stand look at the text it says do not be afraid but stand firm now stand is not a geographical ubication sunday gotta use those words <laughs> not a geographical place ubication is a place right where you are an address when, if i ever ask you and want to be cute i says where are you ubicated that doesn't mean uber That means where... Look it up. Don't look it up now. Don't Google it now. So stand does not mean the physical place where you are. It means that you are standing firm, upholding your values, living your values, holding on to what you have in God. Stand firmly and let God surround you with his protection. Let God do what he wants to do and what he desires to do and what he does best in your life and that is protecting you. We have to stop being wishy-washy here today, gone tomorrow. We have to be, uh, we have to stop this jumping around from philosophies and thinkings and, and, and even religious exercises. I've said often, religion will not draw you to God. Religion, oftentimes, it just confuses you. It, t- it makes the water toxic. But faith in God is a whole different thing. Being under the lordship of Christ is not about lifting up the banner of a denomination or a faith or a credo. It's simply saying that there is a place in my heart, a throne in my heart, that only Jesus can sit there. And I stand firmly on that. We need to shake ourselves of fear, but stand firmly on our conviction, on our promises, on our covenants with God. We can't be uh, on fire for God today and then all of a sudden the fire just... We got to be firm and committed to the Lord that come what may. Some people are only faithful to God if you give me a trophy, if you give me a plaque to put in my office, if you recognize me publicly, if you call me Reverend, Doctor, Apostle, Prophet, Frozen, whatever, Frozen food in my name, I'll be okay. But can you stand firm with a title? Can you stand firm without a title? Can you stand firm sitting in the first row or sitting in the last pew? Can you stand firm if you have a place in the pulpit or no place in the pulpit? Can you stand firm if 10 people greet you or no one greets you? Can you stand firm if they make you feel right or if they don't make you feel right? Can you stand firm when the sun is shining and when the sun is not shining? Can you stand firm on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Can you stand firm? Come on, praise the Lord with me for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to go to that church, but let's see how he preaches. No, can you stand firm? Can you stand firm on bad preaching, on long preaching, on bad singing, on bad music, on nowhere conditioning, on lousy seats? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go, but I, I want to feel good. No, can you feel, can you stand firm when you don't feel good? Oh, there's many times I've been walking with the Lord where it hasn't felt good, but I know I had to stay holding on to the hand of my Lord. Hallelujah oh there's been times when i wanted to run hallelujah not go not keep going leave me for a moment but i love the lord too much hallelujah maybe not the church maybe not the people maybe not the theology maybe i don't got all the ducks lined up because it happens in life but i love the lord i'm gonna hold on to his hand no matter what happens and even in the moments of unbelief even the moments when i can't trace him i'm gonna hold on to the lord i'm not letting him go come on praise the lord oh hallelujah stand firm when i'm high but stand firm when i'm low stand firm when i'm happy stand firm when i'm sad stand firm when i'm more than a conqueror and stand firm when i don't know what i'm going to defeat but god is the same yesterday today and forevermore and my house is built on his rock come on on the rock which is jesus Come on, stand up to your feet from on the earth, praise them. Stand, 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 stand. Woo! Hey, hey, hey! Woo. Hallelujah! There's two more. Stay standing because if you sit down, I'll preach another three hours. The third one is see. Shake, stand, and see. Look at this last part of the verse. It says, do not be afraid. Stand. Uh, 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 shake yourself. Stand firm. to so Stand. And then he says, you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. Oh, follow me for a moment. See, we we serve this pie in the sky, God. I pray I know eventually. I fast and I know eventually. I believe and I know eventually. I give and I know eventually. The Lord is telling the people of Israel here. He says see the deliverance and when god fixes things they never break again maybe you should sit down for a moment when god fixes your emotions never when god fixes your marriage never when god makes you settle into your singleness never when god fixes your health never, when God neutralizes the work of that witchcraft and stuff that was done in your home, because there is powers and the uh, powers of darkness, that never comes back again. Listen to the word of the Lord. Listen to the counsel today. See your deliverance. I have a confession to make, church. Got everybody's attention now, right? Nothing, no sin. No, I'm not good. No, that's not. I have a confession. Isaac, my confession is That I still believe this Sunday that God is in the miracle working business. And you know, a miracle is simply something that logic cannot explain. We have plenty of examples. Peter walked on water. How do you figure that out scientifically? It doesn't make sense. People will call you crazy, right? But Peter walked on water. So it's that logic can explain, but reality cannot deny. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. That's Joshua chapter 10. Sun stands still, and all of a sudden it's recorded, proven now, the sun stood still. Doesn't make sense. It's spitting on the ground and taking the mud and putting it on, and the blind guy sees. Lazarus, come back. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. So a miracle is something that logic cannot explain, but reality cannot deny. I want you to stand if, if this is you. Has that ever happened to you? No one's standing other than the people that are standing. Has that ever happened to you? That the counselor said, there's no way. The doctor says, we've run out of medication. The support group says, we don't want you anymore. You're too depressed. Get out of here. People have given up on you yet. Here you are standing. (laughs) Hallelujah. You thought you almost lost. Come on, say praise the Lord. You almost thought you lost your mind. In fact, people see you and they say, you're still here yet because I'm a miracle. Come on, shout it out. I'm a miracle. I'm not a statistic. I'm a miracle. Come on. I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle. Sit sit down for a moment. I'm winding down. No, I don't know if I'm winding down. I think I'm winding down. See the deliverance of the Lord that will bring to you. I want to speak hope back into your hopeless situation. There's a miracle for you today. That's why when I call you up, you need to run up. Today, this is the day. This is the day for bondages to be broken. This is the day for you to be free of compulsive behaviors and addictions. This is the day for you to step into the purpose and plan of God over your life. This is the day the Lord told him clearly, don't be afraid, stand firmly and see. Shake, stand and see your deliverance today. Stop having a a by and by theology. And have a right now theology that God wants to deliver you today. The fourth one. Stand, shake, stand, see. Let's read the text. It says, see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. And I like this. I love this verse, this part of the verse. Can you tell I love, I love this last part. It says, can you tell I love this? Look at this. I'll tell you, God is just amazing. It says here in the text that these Egyptians, so I'm going to give you some biblical permission right now. I'm going to give you some biblical permission. I want you to take that word Egyptians and take it out and put there what is afflicting your life. Depression, sickness, family problem, marriage problem. Or if it's a family member, put their name. Don't say it to anybody, just put it in your mind. Because it says here, the Egyptians, the attack you see now, the need you have. This sickness visiting you. This problem with your child. This situation at work. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. So here's the last S. Shake. Stand. See. The last one is say bye-bye. You got to stand up and look at your problem and go, bye-bye. I'm never going to see you again. Now, now, let me just give you some pastoral advice that comes out of my own journey. You've heard me share the story. Years ago, when I was still in the corporate world, there was a particular boss that I had that was really not a nice person. As my little baby granddaughter said, not nice. My little baby granddaughter, she, she said, not, not, that's not nice. Not a nice person. And I had to deal with him Monday through Friday. And I want to share with you that at the beginning of what was going on in my journey there, I mean, he wasn't stopping what I was doing. God had favor was over my life, so things were going well. But he just made life difficult. If he wasn't around, wouldn't even be missed. So I prayed wrong. You ever prayed wrong? No, all of you are holy. So I'm the only one that I've prayed wrong. Anybody ever prayed wrong? I've prayed wrong. I said, God, take care of him. Mars, the moon, just get rid of him. Then one day in our Spanish service, the Lord kind of ministered to me, and I, and I, not kind of, he did, and I needed to shift my prayer, change my prayer. And what I did is I surrendered him to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, do what you're going to do. Don't follow my agenda because my agenda is not holy, it's not biblical, it's not good. You know? So, but whatever you do, I'll accept because I love you anyway when we went back to work i don't know if it was that following weekend or a few days later they called us into this big general meeting his boss's boss called us into this general meeting and there we were i'm being a nice nice wonderful employee and then in that meeting they made this wonderful announcement that everybody got up and cheered and they said that this person my direct manager all of a sudden was promoted huge huge promotion lots of money and they were going to move him to the other side of the united states of america to the west coast so me, being the evangelical, charismatic, orthodox believer that I am, I sat there with my crisp white shirt, my dark blue suit, because I was in Wall Street, and I diffused any appearance of an emotional, spiritual reaction deep inside of me, although deep inside of me I was praising God, speaking in tongues, jumping up and down, and say, yes! And I actually said, bye-bye. I heard later on he retired and did well, and I didn't wish him any harm afterwards. Initially, because when you're hurt, you'll hurt people. When people hurt you, you want to get back. We retaliate. And I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, oblivious to those reactions even in myself. So you got to get to a place of maturity where you say, no, what I'm wishing is not good. I need to just let the Lord do what he needs to do so that I can be blessed genuinely. Genuinely. Who am I speaking to here today? Hallelujah. So the last one is, and you need to exercise this today. You need to look at your situation and just say, bye, bye. Say goodbye to the enemy. Say goodbye to the distraction. Say goodbye to that thing that was getting you down.